0: Welcome back, everyone, live here in Dallas, Texas, week 18 NFL time, last week of the regular season, although for so many of the teams, well, they're already thinking postseason, and we'll probably get into that a little bit today as well. Um, We'll start off with a couple things, although I will say that, um, you know, I think it's a great time. This is one of my favorite seasons. Oh, that's probably just because the Giants are in the playoffs. Man, I am a huge Brian Dable fan, and I know that our next guest, who's a regular now on the show, especially when we're talking NFL, Mr. Ryan Kramer, Uh, oh man, oh man, Sports Gambling Podcast. How much do you like Brian Dable?
1: Genius. Right? Just absolute genius uh, straight out of the beautiful mind, him and Kafka back in, back in there working. It's just great to have coach a whole coaching staff yeah. that adjusts. They make changes. They figure out what their players can do. If a player sucks, they get rid of like, it. Like it's everything you would want it. They don't really have any allegiance. They seem to be trying to do the right thing all the time. Even the fact that Brian Dables logic to why he hired my, wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. Wink Martindale was the defensive coordinator that gave him the biggest fits as an offensive coordinator. So he's like, come on over. And <laughs> yeah. what do we have? We have a team that has, they've lived on the margin, right? Point differential right at zero. But when it comes down to that red zone offense, that third down defense, it seems to work. And that tells me these coaches are smart. They know what they're doing and they're, they're not these fake sharps like cliff Kingsbury and Brandon Staley out there. These are actual sharps running the organization for the first time. Arguably ever, Parcells I guess was considered a genius football mind. Coughlin I don't know if he was a genius. Uh, certainly Ernie Accorsi was great, but Jerry Reese ever since then. So it just feels great to be back in the playoffs. Yeah. Feels great to be talking about the playoffs with still one game left to go. Uh-huh. And it, I love that we even get to have this kind of should we rest people debate because i i you know when's the last time we got to talk about that
0: i'll tell you what uh, living here in dallas uh, i love the fact that every cowboy fan wants the giants to win uh, here sunday uh, just because i guess if they do and the eagles lose well hey that's a beautiful thing if the cowboys win right i mean hey man oh man do they win the division i think they do right
1: yeah and it this is one of those where Eagles fans were discussing this is again yeah, I don't know if we're going to have to play our starters week 18 come on now, now to see this <laughs> Eagles team can not only lose the one seed but they would drop all the way to the five seed yeah in a situation where i i think jalen hurts would i think they would have liked to have him rest one more week i don't think he's 100 percent. so certainly an interesting situation obviously there's some organizational baggage between the giants and the eagles when it comes to resting starters a couple years back of course the eagles famously needed to see what they had in nate sudfeld yeah uh, laying down to allow the Washington uh, football team to take the division. I, I, I just think like the way John Mara thinks as a longtime giants fan, this guy hates some of the other owners in the division. So when I try to break down what could happen in this game, I think about 2007, I think about how the giants played their starter famously Coughlin said, Hey, how yeah. am I going to say to these guys that we should sit down, lay down for this 17 and 16 and 0 team, um sure people have pointed out this week that Sean O'Hara center got hurt in that game, cornerback Sam Madison got hurt in that game. Great. Yeah. But don't look at the outcome, look at the process. And the process is confidence. It's football's a game uh, of of organization of teams that have to you have to come together as a team you have to play with confidence together you have to play with timing <laughs> together and honestly like I I've, I've been saying this all week I'm very much on an island here I, I will be pretty disappointed if they they lay down here especially because I understand like uh, Aziz Ojolari and Leonard Williams being out makes sense but I just don't think I don't know if, if it's a situation where this offense having a couple good games against bad defenses is now at the point where we should be resting for a week and not playing for a week. So sure, let some guys get healthy. Saquon Barkley is one of those guys, like I'm okay with that. But let's not let's not pretend like we don't want to carry this momentum into the Are playoffs. they
0: actually considering benching uh, Saquon?
1: I think there is wow. I think there is is rumblings out there that hmm. there could be I mean Vegas tells you the most honest truth. And this number being two touchdowns would indicate to me Pitch count, that, yes, there is a chance that some starters don't play uh, the entirety of this game. That I being it. said, I yeah, I, I, I both get it and would hate it at the same time.
0: Um, actually, wait, continuing the conversation of the New York Giants, big uh, kind of question mark, if you will, especially going into uh, the next season. So, does Daniel Jones, did he do enough, which I think he did, to get a contract from the Giants? Can the Giants sign both Saquon and Daniel Jones and be happy with it?
1: You know, if you, if you believe what's being reported, now I do think that this organization has been very uh, anti-leaky since they've gotten rid of Gettleman, some of the old-time scouts, so I don't think the reporters really have a, a much of a sense of what's going to happen. That being said, unless Dable seems like a very honest man, he's not very good with the media, with the pressers, which tells me he's too honest. Like He's not very good at doing the Belichick. I'm not going to give you anything. Right. And so when I watch this guy, I, I see a guy who actually, like it seems like he likes Daniel Jones. It seems like whatever test – that him and Joe Shane had agreed to, like, hey, let's give this guy a year, see what we got. It uh-huh. seems as though he's passing the test. And when you see the lack of the turnovers, the improvement over the course of the season, you you hear these stories about in training camp being designed to be hard and fail for Dan Jones so that he, he could see what he had in this cat. Yeah. And you hear all the players, first guy in the building, last guy leaving. I, I think not only has he earned it, it feels it, it's, a, it's a feel-good story to have this kid who really was getting the wrong end of the stick, didn't have a coach for for his entire career, finally got one and things are looking up. I certainly don't know which quarterback that they're going to go out and sign who's going to come in and give this team huh. a better chance to win in, in the next couple years. Yeah. Um, sure, maybe there's another job. But, but like, this guy also meets all of those measurables you want. He can run. He's six foot 5 He's got a strong arm. I mean, even his arm strength seems to have improved. Some of those throws he made last week. So, if I'm a Giants fan, which I am, I would be disappointed at this point if Dan Jones isn't back. I think it's one of those situations where Dan Jones is also a smart guy. He understands this is the best situation for him. Imagine if we get a couple wide receivers who weren't on the street at the beginning of the season. Right. What could he possibly turn into? So I think him seeming like a very level-headed guy, mm-hmm. he's going to understand that this giant situation might be his best situation. So I think perfect storm there. Maybe we can get work out like a three-year Friendly for both sides. Dan, hey, you still get a big free agency in a couple of years, but let's let's work this out. And then as far as Barkley, it does seem like if there's anything ownership is going to get involved in, it is yeah. Saquon Barkley. And I think once again, I think Brian Dable and Joe Shane have been turned on Saquon Barkley's importance to this team. And and franchise from a from a leadership from like a charisma and leadership standpoint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't want to pay a running back a big big dollar amount. And maybe Barkley again could be smart enough to understand that a discount in New York is still worth it. So I would be I would be bummed honestly if he got one of those big running back contracts. But I just don't think we're going to. But see when big you say like big
0: running back contracts, I'm trying to think about like, I mean, how much? McCaffrey, yeah. What would he get paid? Uh,
1: was- like he was getting he got in like the. 20 million dollar a year like that's, a little, that's a little much that's a little much yeah.
0: you know especially when you're seeing I mean look at McCaffrey thus far at least in, in Red and gold has really proved uh that he is elite and he I mean look at he's had so many injuries I don't know how, how if he can sustain this for x amount of years it's really the same thing with Barkley the only problem is it's like you know they're lacking in receivers like you said so you pay, all, you pay Saquon all this money. It's like, well, how, how are we going to go find someone else? Now, I love Hodgins uh, came in, and he's doing his thing. Got to keep this kid. Slayton, you know, got to keep him. I think he's doing a good job. Um, but there's still, I think, that one dynamic player that we're looking for um, that can kind of stretch the field and do a few things. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I definitely wanted to get your take on, uh, on Daniel Jones.
1: I can tell you uh, if you want to turn like turn the lemons into lemonade. <laughs> the guys under <laughs> contract, the pass catchers under contract uh-huh. for this Giants uh-huh. team next year include Daniel Bellinger who has looked amazing. Yeah. Rich Richie James who has turned to- for as much as we've killed him this year, he's also yeah. turned into a very reliable guy that Dan Jones obviously trusts. Yeah. Wendell Robinson, Colin Johnson. If you remember, he was looking really good in the beginning of the year, yeah. six foot six, big body guy right. and Isaiah Hodgins. So the, it's funny because it's not the, it's not the sexiest group, mm-hmm. but it does give me some hope that if they can actually go out and mo- you know model themselves after the bills, when they traded for Diggs and got that true alpha, if they can bring in a true alpha this off season, yeah. I think it changes the complexion of this offense a lot, especially because Isaiah Hodgins. Shout-out to Oregon State. Money. He, he, he's he gone from a guy I've made fun of as a practice squad, like, street-free agent to a uh-huh. guy who put him on the field for 100% of the snaps. Uh-huh. He's just he, he gets it done. And when you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff on the sideline, he's turning into a leader on this team.
0: I love it. I love uh, just kind of uh, thinking about the future here for the New York Giants. Um, and I think they're getting some credit now uh, where it's due, so good for them. I want to talk about scenarios. Week 18 – it's important to uh, maybe a half a dozen teams. You know, I'm off the top of my head, I'm thinking Jaguars, Packers, Titans even, um, New England, Miami. I might be forgetting one more, but these are, I mean, they some of these teams, I think there's like three, three or four of them that must win, right? And then some like, you know, you can win, you have to win, but you also need something else. You need a little help, a little push. So... What's your opinion on this week? I mean, like, and who do you think is going to make it here? I mean,
1: absolutely. And actually that's, that's an interesting matchup because the lions can actually be eliminated before that game. If Seattle uh, is able to take care of the Rams, I I think, you know, when you look at who has opportunities to get in the playoffs this weekend in the NFC, it's green Bay, Seattle, Detroit, like you said, Seattle needs help. They, they need a win um, and they need a green Bay loss. I think, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Detroit actually needs the Rams to beat Seattle and they need to win themselves. So my, my take on this from a gambling perspective is we've seen that, that people are aware of motivation. And when you have a team that is clearly like needing the win versus a team that doesn't need to play for anything. uh uh-huh. You actually have a, a counterintuitive trend here where that's baked into the number uh, over a couple decades sample size. You have a 40 percent hit rate on the teams that need it in covering the spread. I mean, think about last year with the Colts and the Jags. All they needed to do was win the game against the lowly Jags and they, they blew it. So I certainly like to fade that. I like to look for the teams that need it see if it looks like there's line value there. I mean, to, to the AFC side, I think a, a team that's very interesting right now is Miami and the New York Jets. This opened as the, the Jets somehow being a favorite on the road, even though Miami's playing a third-string quarterback. Now we find out Joe Flacco's playing. The, the Dolphins need it. The Jets don't, it's, it's kind of hard to navigate, but I think what you want to do is you want to see like, Hey, where, where, where do the teams that need it look like they're laying way too many points. I mean, one that I love that I'll give you right now is huh. the Ravens and the bangles actually, which we talked about earlier. And when you have a, when you have a Ravens team, like, let me ask you this question. Ravens bangles might play again next week. We talked about the coin toss scenario. Huh. What do you do in this game? Do you try to win? Like if you're the Ravens, do you try to win the game with your backup. Cause it seems like Lamar is holding out and then give yourself a coin flip opportunity to host that home, that home game in the playoffs. Or do you just mail it in? Because it doesn't matter. You're going to see him again in a week and you don't want to give them anything. Meanwhile, the Bengals, they could still in theory, elevate themselves to a two seed. So they want to win the game, but do they really want to show the Ravens anything? Because they're going to see them next week. Right. Uh, almost certainly. So it, it's, there's situations like that where I, I think, like, taking points is probably smart. Uh, week 18, you almost have to treat it like a preseason. Um, if you like a dog, you might want to take him uh, on the money line. I mean, Giants-Eagles, we don't know what's going to happen, but 7-1 to one on the money line, you don't see that a lot in the NFL for a divisional dog.
0: Let me tell you something. I may not be like the boy, the mattress king that's uh, putting all this money down, but I'll tell you what, man, don't rule out the New York Giants. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I, mean, I guess you say no Leonard Williams. But I got to tell you. I don't know, I, they're just playing better football right now. I mean, it's it's you know, the unexpected could happen this week, not only this week, but in the playoffs. There's teams that are just all of a sudden playing really good. The Lions, if they were to win and get in, sneak in somehow. That's a team that, you know, look at when they when push comes to shove and they're playing football, you just never know. They could win, right? That's
1: the the momentum argument. We see it every year. We have memories of those teams, whether it be the Packers, the Giants, or teams that get in, they're hot and they're able to continue that momentum against the team that maybe rested, maybe they won a lot of games earlier in the. I mean, the Eagles are a good example. Like the Eagles have not been the best team in football over the last month for obvious reasons, but still, you got to see them get back to it. So yeah, I I think in general. You have a lot of situations like that. Maybe you sneak out a couple big money lines this weekend.
0: I dig it, man. Man, covered it all. Very excited. Before we go to break, what's the game that you're looking uh, forward to watching,
1: taking in? Besides the Giants-Eagles, I'll be honest, I'm very excited to see Patriots versus the Bills. I'm very curious to see what happens in that one. Another big money line.
0: Yeah, and a lot on the line for a couple of these teams. Hey, man, thanks again. Appreciate it talk to you next week. Go Giants. There you go. Ryan Kramer, ladies and gentlemen, loving it. Sports gambling podcast live right here on living the good life show. More to come though. Stay with us.